Nice to be with all of you on this suspicious occasion. The uh, event that we're celebrating, the Rasayatra of Balaram, is uh, very interesting and significant in ways that um, one might not think at first. And that is, um, if we look at it as we should, as we shall, through the lens of the founding charges of our Sampradaya, who see Balaram in a particular light, in the light that uh, really um, showcases the fullness of his brain, which is, of course, Sakirasa rather than Madhuryarasa. So the topic is the Rasa Yatra of Balaram. It, it, it seems to have something to do with his romantic life. Um, but as we'll see, um, not only from the vantage point of the Goswamis, but really from the Bhagavad itself, which of course they're they're drawing from, it's uh, apparent that his friendship with Krishna is that emotion in which his frame is most fully uh, expressed as op opposed to um, the rasa that's drawn from his relationship with um, his own gopis. So this is different, obviously, from Krishna. Hmm. Um, and it's an interesting and, 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 and important uh, for us to uh, understand him 
Balram, Baldev, in, in, in the light, as they say, of the Goswami's um, view or through, the, through their lens through which they, they view this particular Prakash that we spoke of the other day um, or window or section of the Leela that uh, is our Godi focus to enter into. So it involves the Rasayatra um, Balaram's Gandharva marriage with a group of gopis who are different from Krishna's own gopis, with whom Krishna's gopis, that is, he has a parental relationship. And it's interesting, and as I've already mentioned, that the chapter of the Bhagavatam that deals with the Rasayatra of Balaram is by far, and as we'll see as we go forward, I hope, focused much more on the latter relationship, that is his relationship with Krishna's gopis, than it is focused on a relationship with his own gopis. Even though ostensibly um, his relationship with his own gopis and his marriage to them is, is what the chapter is about. Um, a note, I suppose it would be worth mentioning, it's kind of humorous in a sense, is that uh, Balaram's marriage, as, as I mentioned, to his own gopis is a Gandharva marriage. It's mentioned in the Mahabharata that this is the only uh, Vedic marriage, type of Vedic marriage, of which there are a few, three or four types, that is um, um, valid in Kali Yuga. <laughs> so it's a type of marriage that's based on infatuation only, which is um, pretty much how things are going these days. Um, so your marriages, those of you who are married, are bona fide, it would appear, from the Vedic point of view. <clears throat> and, uh, and so Balaram had a Gandharva marriage. So we'll, we'll get to that, but the, uh, we need some background, I think, first. And the seed, if you will, of his Rasayatra is found much earlier in the 40 third chapter of the Bhagavatam. I believe the Rasayatra is uh, related, explained uh, in the 65th chapter. So that's what 20 some uh, chapters later. Um, and it begins in Dwarka with Balaram returning to Vrindavan. But the seed of his Rasayatra that is part of what happens, as I say, when he returns to Vrindavan is found in the 43rd chapter of the Bhagavatam. And um, this chapter comes uh, maybe to, uh, well, after the, after the inhabitants of Vrindavan observe the Shivaratri at Ambikavan, uh, they're thought to have um, taken a, a vacation and given the religious nature of their lives and so forth, the vacation coincides with the with the holy day celebrating the Shivaratri. Tambikavan is uh, there are different opinions of where where this uh, area is, um, but uh, the Gaudiacharyas while acknowledging other um, 
opinions opine themselves that it is just uh, uh, just I think north uh, maybe northwest of Matura, so not far, um, and it's a place where uh, it's a, yeah northwest of Matura and along the banks of the Saraswati. And um, it's a place where Shiva and Parvati are prominent there. And so many of their followers, worshiper, worshipers um, residing there. And again, this is the occasion of Shivaratri. So they're taking a little vacation and, and that in the context of visiting um, Ambikavan and celebrating the Shivaratri. There are some things that... Uh, occur at that time. Um, I think that uh, Nanda Marsh is swallowed by a lizard, almost swallowed and saved by Krishna and so forth. So following this uh, chapter comes the uh, celebration of Holi, a religious festival that uh, is popular today in the world and referred to uh, as the festival of colors. So well it's understood is, is, is another thing. Um, but in this chapter, then, um, after returning from Ambikavan and the worship of, of Shiva, the holy celebration is um, is described. It's not really um, described there in detail in some of the Goswami's works and, and those of other um, saints in our tradition. It has been elaborated upon. Um, but um, it's an it's an occasion where the whole of Braj is involved in, in festivities, and so the ability of the elders to keep uh, tabs on the youth is uh, limited um, at best, uh, and this with regard in particular to the mixing of boys and girls. Which parents are always concerned about. Uh, so Krishna is, takes advantage of this um, and meets with uh, the gopis as the moon is rising um, in, uh, in celebration of of Holi. It's a again, it's a religious festival. One of the um, Typical uh, observances on, on Holi, I think the night before Holi, Holi is to burn the effigy of uh, Ravana's sister who tried to burn uh, at, at Ravana's, at, 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 at um, Harani Kasipu's sister, excuse me, uh, who tried to uh, burn uh, Prahlad at um, their father's request. Of course, he was unsuccessful, but at any rate, um, uh, it, it, it's a holy festival, a sacred day, and uh, <laughs> holy with a Y there. Um, and um, it's uh, sportive and whatnot. So Krishna took the opportunity to um, meet with the gopis, and Balaram is with him, which makes it characteristically different than Krishna's meeting with the gopis in 
Rasalila, which is just uh, a few chapters back, the punch, uh, uh, the five chapters of the Rasalila, the really kind of the center of the center of the Bhagavatam, um, we find the consummation, if you will, of the relationship between Krishna and, and the Gopis. And of course, Balaram's not, not present at that time. Here on this occasion, um, which is again the seed of of the Rasyatra of Balaram when it when it's sown, Balaram is there with Krishna, and um, uh, along with their friends. So this is a very uh, different setting in one sense uh, than the Rasalila, the meeting of Krishna with his gopis, which is so saturated with romanticism. There is an element of romanticism here, and it's certainly in Krishna's mind. Um, when the opportunity arises, as I say, to meet again with the gopis without as much intrigue and, and difficulty and risk, if you will, as there is during the, uh, was during nights previously. Um, but uh, the measure of the romanticism is reduced considerably by the presence of Balaram, we might say, well, he has his own gopis there as he does, so why is it reduced? Well, all of their friends are present as well. Um, so it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, um, a different setting altogether. And in that setting also, there's an interruption in terms of the possibility that that uh, that the occasion affords for some uh, uh, romantic interactions. It's interrupted, unlike again Rasalila, by the appearance of the demon Sankachuda, and so Samaishvarya has to uh, manifest. Um, which again we don't see during the Rasa uh, Rasa Leela of Krishna, mm. and um, so Sankachuda chases the, chases the gopis, and um, um, uh, Krishna goes after him. Balaram is placed in in charge of the entire group to to protect them. Krishna slays Sankachuda. And uh, he gives the jewel on his forehead uh, to to Balaram. This is basically the the story of Holi as it's uh, depicted in in, in Srimad Bhagavatam. It's thought that um, that the jewel taken from Sankachuda's head was um, by, Bala, by by Krishna was intended for Radha, but he did not give it to her in the presence of all the other gopis and gopas, um, not wanting to show favoritism overtly. So they gave it to Balaram, who then later gave it to Madhu Mangal, who gave it to Radha. Hmm. So again, the romanticism is there. It's an occasion that, uh, uh, overtly gives some opportunity for Krishna to indulge in Madhurya Rasa with, with the gopis. But it's uh, 
uh, capped, if you will, by the by the the things that I'm mentioning that make it considerably different from Rasayatra, Rasalila Rasa of Krishna. Of course, now this is not the Rasayatra of Balaram, which is sometimes compared to the Rasalila of Krishna. But this is the, the seed of that Rasayatra. In that, during this time, um, as predicted by Krishna in the fifteenth chapter of the of the Bhagavatam's tenth canto, that that is, uh, as we know, the celebration of Gopastami, the the uh, entering of Krishna and Balaram into Poganda. Poganda Lila is a is a time when Balaram's presence, uh, prominence, uh, develops, um, and the the chapter begins, of course, with with Krishna glorifying Balaram in so many ways. At the end of that glorification, he makes a reference to um, the possibility of of a romanticism of Balaram, something to come. He does it in jest. In one sense, he's speaking more about his own romanticism. Um, indirectly, as all of the glorification of Balaram is is actually um, there, what he says about Balaram applies to himself, but he's uh, doesn't want to overtly glorify himself. So at any rate, at that time, the end of that glorification, as I say, he speaks about, um, although it's layered with meaning, as I'm, I'm explaining, the possibility or the prospect, the future, the fact, really, that Balaram will have uh, a, a romantic life as well. Um, and here, then, in this uh, chapter describing Holy of the Bhagavatam, the 43rd chapter, we find the seed then at this this is when, um, as we find from Krishna's comments later on in the 65th chapter that deals with the Rasayatra, this is the time when some gopis fell in love with Balaram. The, uh, the Bhagavatam's description there of the uh, holy uh, has some emphasis at its onset in the both the singing of the gopis in glorification of Krishna and Balaram and the singing of Krishna and Balaram uh, and some emphasis on, on Balaram singing. In fact, um, you might not know this, but Jiva Goswami comments that um, the Balaram in his form of sage is the acharya of singing. So he has quite a good, uh, good range and a good voice. And um, his singing attracted a, a sector of gopis. This sector of gopis is um, one of the ways in which they're uh, distinguished from Krishna's gopis, according to uh, what is the uh, book of um, Garga Charja, um, Garga Samhita, that they're have a background in their family lineage that's connected with the Nagas. Nagas are a type of like people related with snakes. Um, one of the principal, the, the leading Naga, uh, you could say, is Anantasesh himself, the expansion of Balaram. 
Um, and so they, they differ um, in terms of their, their background, family background, lineage and so forth from Krishna's gopis. And um, although they develop a crush on Balaram, they, they fall in love with him. Um, the Bhagavad must explain that anything anything comes of it. We, do, we don't even know about it hmm? until, um, let's say, maybe tw- 20 some, 21 or two chapters later, and that through the commentaries of, of our uh, charges and their deep insight into the leelas that the Bhagavatam is explaining in kind of a, a, a outline form, if you will. They, they're filling in the details, hmm? um, uh, helping us to enter into the, better into the feeling of the, of the text, being participants in the leela them, themselves. So there we find, as, uh, as I say, that, um, that some gopis at that time fell in love with Balaram. We don't find any evidence that he did anything about it. He has no parakeya relationship that followed this and so on and so forth. How do we know? Because in that chapter, the, this is now the 65th chapter of the Bhagavatam, which is about Balaram's return to Vrindavan and his Rasayatra. At the onset of that, uh, Krishna tells him as he departs that, by the way, when you're there, those gopis from the Naga community that fell in love with you, they've been waiting for you all this time. So you should marry them. This is my request. Balaram was very uh, reticent to marry. Um, and he... One of the reasons for that was that he followed the example of Krishna, who didn't marry. Uh, later in Dwarka, Krishna did marry. Balaram also married prior to returning to Vrindavan to Revati, but only at Krishna's request. It is explained uh, that, uh, and understandably, that uh, Balaram, his uh, emotional uh, composition, we call it uh, Sankulbhav, it's a it's a bundling together of sakirasa, which is the prominent emotion, along with vatsalya and uh, dasya. And while vatsalya is not compatible with sakya and dasya is neutral, they're packaged together such that they're experienced separately by, by Balaram in different settings. We find evidence in the Bhagavatam for all three of these uh, sentiments on the part of Balaram in relation to Krishna, his object of love, principally fraternal love. When in Braj, in this, that setting, then his fraternal love is prominent. When Balaram as Mool Sankarshan, along with Vasudev Krishna, uh, perform their leelas in Dwarka, a very different setting where Aishvari is more prominent. Um, there we find that the Dasya component of Ram's Sankul Bhav is prominent. It takes precedence over his Sakya. Therefore, in Dwarka, he wouldn't do anything without Krishna's permission. Hmm? 
almost, <laughs> almost anything. Um, and only with Krishna's permission and blessing did he return to Vrindavan, although he wanted to return to Vrindavan for a long time, and he was uh, frustrated with, to the point of boiling over even, and expressing some, some anger with Krishna, respectfully, um, uh, as to why Krishna had not returned to, um, to Vrindavan. Uh, so we, we find great eagerness on the part of Balaram to return to Vrindavan for his own um, um, sense of fulfillment, and also in light of the fact that um, he could fully understand the condition of the inhabitants of Vrindavan who were bereaved and uh, uh, living in separation from Krishna. Um, his understanding of this made him the perfect person to return to Vrindavan and uh, assurance to the inhabitants that of Krishna's love for them and of his return. I say the ideal person, um, by that I mean that he was better suited than Uddhava who was sent earlier. Uddhava, of course, is, is composed emotionally of uh, of Dasyabhav with some uh, uh, Sakyabhav. So when he goes to Vrindavan, then that Sakyabhav becomes prominent and he experiences pranai, hmm? that uh, a type of a, a development intensification of love that we won't find in, in Dasyabhav unto itself. And there, of course, Uddhava is, is really delivering a message ostensibly, but in fact, he's learning about the a type of love that's off the, off the map of his scriptural uh, understanding. You can imagine the measure of, of uh, Uddhava's uh, understanding of scripture. He's Krishna's advisor in, in, in Dwarka. And for all of his advice, of course, he would give reference to different scriptures. So he was a Shastravit, um, all-knowing with regard to scripture. But he finds something, of course, in Vrindavan that's, that's Shutibir Bhagavan. It's off the map of, of the scripture. So really, he's gone there to learn something when he thought he went to teach something. But Balaram, on the other hand, is, is, is um, better equipped to pacify and assure the inhabitants of Krishna's love and of, of his return. So the time has come for him to return. He's a little bit upset with Krishna uh, as to why Krishna hasn't returned, giving excuses as he has um, one after another. But Krishna has a good case to make, um, I would say, in return. Basically, he draws on the Vatsalya of Valaram and uh, explains that Nanda Maharaj instructed me when putting me in the hands of Vasudev, who convinced Nanda Maharaj in the Tura that Krishna would have to uh, get an education. 
go to Gurukul. Um, at that time, Nanda advised or instructed Krishna, don't disobey Vasudev. So be a good boy. I'm putting you with your with a relative, as it would be seen from uh, uh, an uncle, as it would be seen from Nanda Maharaj's perspective, uh, and obey him. Don't disobey him. So I'm instructed, he told Balaram, by, by our father, not to disobey our other father. And our other father, Vasudev, I've asked him permission to return to Vrindavan, but he, he won't give it. So he's in a in a bond, uh, a bind, I should say. So, meanwhile, Krishna suggests, however, you have not been given the same instruction when I won, so you should go to Vrindavan hmm, and go on my behalf and uh, take your chariot, uh, change your dress from the royal attire that's uh, common here for Prince uh, Ram and um, dress yourself in rustic attire appropriate for uh, Vrindavan. Don't return there in your princely attire and do so quietly without anyone knowing. In other words, okay, the parents have not told you to stay here that you have to stay here. Balaram had gone and asked Vasudev for permission for Krishna to return. Vasudev did not give Balaram permission for Krishna to return, which would have been permission for him to return as well, because the two are are more or less one, uh, but he didn't overtly tell Balaram not to go. So he's not breaking any any parental um, instruction, so we should follow our our parents, if they're good parents. (laughs) Uh, um, And therefore, he there's 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 an opening if you will and krishna pushes balaram through that opening and tells him to go advises him how to dress when to leave and so forth and in departing uh, or the eve before his departure he uh, tells him that and by the way to our point here there are those gopis who 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 fell in love with you during the holy so many years back so many chapters back in the Bhagavatam, you should marry them when you go there. So it's not really on Balram's radar, so to speak, to do that. That's not to slight these 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 gopis in any way, or uh, their love for him, which he has obviously um, um, loved to reciprocate for. But his focus primarily. Is as Krishna's friend and here in Dwarka in, in Dasibhav. Um, so he's totally consumed by this. Hmm? Um, and it's only with Krishna's prompting that it's now you know, kind of back on, uh, on his mind as something to do. Meanwhile, Krishna does not tell him uh, to say anything to the, uh, to the gopis, his own gopis. Hmm? But that night he sends Uddhava to speak with Balaram and asks Uddhava to share his experience in Vrindavan when he went there. And he gives Uddhava a, excuse me, yeah, Uddhava, a letter to give to Balaram, to give to the gopis. So the conversation between Uddhava 
and Balaram is um, interesting. And in the context of that, Balaram receives the, the, the message. And now this really, as we'll see going forward, is the main reason for his returning to Vrindavan. Ostensibly, he's going to meet with his own gopis, to marry them, uh, to uh, reunite with the, with the Brajbasis uh, uh, in general, to represent Krishna, but inside of this, uh, to bear on behalf of Krishna, to represent him, um, uh, bear the message and the burden, if you will, of uh, dealing with the gopis' love in separation. This is something that I've said before: is a burden that we that that is carried by Sakharas along with his own burden of separation from Krishna when such arises. Uh, when Krishna departs, for example, from Mathura and Vrindavan, uh, when he goes to Mathura, he goes with his his friends go with him for the wrestling match and so forth. And he has to send them back. They have to experience their own separation. And with instruction from Krishna, they have to mitigate to some extent the separation of those in Vatsaliras by speaking to them, in uh, in Madhuriras by delivering messages to them, and so on and so forth. Um, so therefore, as I've said before. Uddhava, with some measure of Sakyaras in his emotional constitution, more so Balaram, with his Sakyaras being the prominent um, emo defining emotion of his, his being. Um, this Sakyaras is, is, is suitable for, in the context of bearing its own separation, even to mitigate to some extent separation of of those in Dasiras in Braj, those in Vatsalya and Madhurya. And because it's very much on Krishna's mind, the separation of the gopis that he's feeling himself, this is really the central purpose of his mission um, on behalf of Krishna. He has a mission on behalf of Krishna for the gopis. And then he has a mission also to meet with the elders and then primarily in terms of Sakiras, where he also not only is a example of love in Sakiras, for whom Krishna is the object, he is also the object of love. So he is loves Krishna as a friend, and he is an object of love in friendship along with Krishna for all the those in Sakiras in Braj. So he'll meet with his own friends. Hmm? Um, he meet with the elders first. He meet with his own friends. Um, he he goes to ha each and I want to say each and every house, each house of uh, the house of each and every friend, mm -hmm. and. Um, That said, in the association of his friends in Braj, along with the cows, everything's back just the way it was before he left. Only one thing is different. And that, of course, is that Krishna's not there. So Balaram 
although pacifying his friends, obviously to, to a large extent, and uh, relishing Sakiras as the object here of love for them, his own object of love, Krishna, who is along with Balaram, the object of love for all the friends, is absent, and Balaram cannot feel fulfilled. Without uh, Krishna in Braj, even though everything else is in place, Balaram could not be feel fulfilled. Uh, but um, what can be said about Balaram uh, and and his 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 nature hmm? as the principal friend of Krishna, the best friend of Krishna, and as the object uh, along with Krishna of of uh, fraternal love as well. He has uh, some things about him, as we say. He has, a, of course, a broad forehead indicating his, his, his wisdom. Um, and beneath that rest his large uh, lotus eyes that, uh, uh, from which I want to say incessant streams of, of, of kindness and caring flow. Some say he has blue eyes, which should be uncharacteristic of uh, residents of Bharata. Some say he has brown eyes, which would be more characteristic. But both are right, because those who say he has blue eyes see him and look in his eyes to come to that conclusion when they're fixed on Krishna and are reflecting his complexion, the sapphire hue of, of Krishna. Reflecting in Ram's eyes, uh, given that um, it's Krishna on whom those eyes are glued. Hmm? Ram has, um, he's a very, very generous, very, very caring. Um, he has some penchant for anger, hmm? but it's very short lived. When he gets angry, the whole world trembles. His eyes become red. Uh, his face burns uh, like the like the like the rising sun, and um, but only lasts for a short time. And after expressing anger, then he uh, laments and questions his 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 motives or whether he he was justified in such anger which leads to somewhat of a, a minor depression on his part that only Krishna can, um, can, can break through his, his reassurance. He is by nature, Balaram, very tolerant. He's never annoyed by anything in, in basic everyday dealings. He listens empathetically to all of his friends' complaints about family members and even their complaints about Krishna. And he resolves disputes between uh, friends, parties of friends, groups of friends, even that that arise in Sakirasa, but never he never scolds either party. Rather, he through his just the love, if I want to say that that he exudes, he causes them to forget about the squabbles. Altogether, and they carry on as if uh, the argument uh, 
or the differences ne never even occurred. Um, of course, he wears a blue uh, shawl and a blue dhoti, which is, uh, re uh, reminds him of Krishna's complexion. Um, he wears only one earring on his right ear. So I might wonder why he doesn't wear an earring on his left ear. And uh, of course, his earrings are dangling long, his earring. Um, but there are many descriptions of him um, with uh, uh, only one earring and only on the right side. And the reason for that is that Krishna likes to rest his head just above uh, and on Ram's shoulder. And Ram feels that a dangling earring may get in the way and get entangled in his hair and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. He who is the resting place of everyone, uh, Krishna rests his head upon. And he likes also Balaram to sit in silence in contemplation. And uh, uh, at this time, he exudes a sense of peace and so forth. And even Small animals like rabbits and squirrels will come and sit, sit on his lap. And so some things about his nature, um, very uh, um, ideal uh, friend, if you will, uh, to have. And given this, I think that uh, it's... Uh, um, I want to say um, we can excuse him for his pension for uh, intoxicating herbs and beverages, also a characteristic of Balaram. You know, he wears or uh, he he uh, on his his the flag on his chariot is the insignia of the palm, the tall palm, and the tall palm, the, the fruits from the tall palm, which. Um, were desired by the cowherds, and this is in the Pogandalila, the beginning of the Pogandalila of, of Ram and Krishna. Um, uh, Ram rises to the occasion, of course, in the, in in, the, in liberating the the fruits uh, for the coward boys from from Danikasura and so forth. So that tal this is a very significant event in Balaram's uh, life. This is his kind of coming out and showing his prowess that's been talked about, but it had not been exhibited to date. So um, on, on his flag, on his chariot, in his princely Leela, then he has the insignia of the tall fruit. And the tall fruits, if you pick them um, um, and keep them out for just a short period of time, they uh, ferment and they and then they become intoxicated. It's called toddy. Uh, type of natural intoxication Balaram has a, uh, a pension for. Of course, he conducts himself very nicely under such conditions of intoxication. Um, but there's also uh, part of his nature, and it comes out, of course, in the in the in the Rasiatra itself uh, that we're we'll get to. So we haven't arrived there yet. But having 
arrived in Vrindavan, having met with the elders, having visited each and every, every house of every friend, um, having made an effort to re-enter into the, the herding pastimes, which is a daily affair, he couldn't do it. He couldn't go back, he couldn't go out and herd even while he was there for a couple of months because of Krishna's absence. But he had a mission. And so after two or three days of uh, uh, meeting with the other inhabitants, then the heart of the chapter comes out where Balaram doing the bidding of Krishna. He knows from Uddhava um, what is burning in Krishna's heart and, and, and that is, of course, that he wants to convey a message to his gopis and satisfy them, pacify them in ways that Uddhava fell short. And this then is the centerpiece, really, of the, of the chapter. And uh, Balaram... Um, meets with uh, with Krishna's gopis, he uh, pacifies them, he gives, reads the letter uh, of Krishna uh, to them, and they, un- unlike uh, Uddhava's attempt to pacify him, them, which again were, was an instance in which he was really being given the opportunity to just see the measure of their love and be bewildered by that, um, Significant because again he's Shastravit, so there's something beyond the scripture, if you will, even beyond its reach, beyond the reach of the Upanishads. That is the Braj Prem. So uh, 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 Balaram, he's a Brajbasi. He's an older brother of Krishna. I've, I've said something about him. You can just imagine how much Radha loves the older brother of her. Of her lover, mm-hmm. and so it's even said that Balaram so much represented Krishna in this uh, meeting with his with Krishna's gopis that um, the light complected uh, Balaram turned dark. There's some uh, Aditi, I think, in Mathura of Balaram. Um, uh, in black marble, we think that it represents this this moment when he's so representative of Krishna that the gopis actually feel Krishna's presence considerably enough to pacify them that Krishna is going to return. They're 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 they're, they're sure of it. They're satisfied, but uh, at that point, and this is the main part of the, the chapter. The, the relationship between Balaram and the gopis is, from the language of the Bhagavatam, it's apparent that it, it is of, of uh, parental in nature. It, his relationship with Krishna's gopis, it's not romantic at all. There's, that's a huge problem, obviously, to, to think like that. And there are some people uh, not well thought out uh, that have that opinion. And Jiva Goswami has gone to great lengths in maybe in Gopal Champu, 
to uh, demonstrate from the text uh, uh, how that's impossible that Krishna, that Balaram could have romantic feelings for Krishna's gopis or that they could have with him. And therefore, there, all this leads up to there must be, if Balaram is to have romantic feelings, which he does, gopis of his own and so forth. So Jiva Goswami and others, Rupa Goswami, well, Jiva Goswami is not Goswami. They're filling in the details, if you will, that the text of the Bhagavatam implies hmm, they're bringing it out in, in, in their texts. Yes, Balaram has a romantic life. What's it like? And by the way, what's his relationship with Krishna's gopis? That is more important to him as the friend of Krishna to represent him. And it's, his, his work there, his service there, uh, again, the language of the Bhagavatam is in, in, in the uh, comments of Rupa Goswami we find in Bhaktivedanta Sindhu, where this is referred to, clearly place him in a parental type of relationship. Although it's worth mentioning that in his previous Andarbha, Jiva Goswami uh, depicts him there more exceeding or going beyond his his known uh, emotional composition, which, as I've said, is Sakya bundled with Dasya and 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 uh, and Vatsalya to uh, into a moment of of Priyanarma Bhav, which is Sakyarasa influenced by, by Madhurya to counsel the gopis, as someone like, for example, Subal Madhamongol might do. So that's an exception. Jiva Goswami has uh, voiced some some interesting and different perspectives in Preeti Sandarbha than we find in Rupa's work uh, of Bhaktura Samrita Sindhu, although he's obviously largely faithful to that. Um, but uh, at that time, hmm, uh, having pacified the gopis, they express, Radha expresses confidence in, 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 in Balaram. If you're the elder brother, you're saying this, uh, you're one of us, you know how we feel. Uh, it's different speaking with you than it is with Uddhava. Uh, you, you, you've given us hope, real hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that said, there's something, a request that we have of you. So Radha voices the request. What is that request? That there are some gopis, mm-hmm. some girls who you met during Holi, mm-hmm. who enjoyed your singing there and hearing your uh, celestial uh, voice and the range of your voice, oh, a charge of singing <laughs> himself, uh, they fell in love with you. And since you've been gone, they've been living as if infirmed. They appear emaciated in their uh, ecstatic symptoms of separation, if you will. So our request, Radha, on behalf of all of Krishna's gopis, is that you please marry those gopis while you're here. So Balaram's taken by the request, but he says, yes, I'll do so. Uh, if I, but I think I need to get Nandamaraj's permission. Now let's remember, he's already been told by Krishna that he should do this. Now Radha is telling him, and yes, he will, but he wants to get Nanda's permission first. And he's also thinking, I need Nanda's permission, but you know, 
Krishna told me to do this. Rod is asking me to do this. But how can I have a marriage? And Krishna won't be present at my marriage. I mean, he's my he's my best friend. How can I not have him present at my marriage? How is this going to work? Hmm. So uh, he brings up the request to Nanda Maharaj uh, of of Radha, and 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 the, and the really the instruction of Krishna that he should marry them, and Nanda Maharaj readily agrees, and he says yes. Uh, you should marry them, but Krishna's not here. So he's almost like reading Balaram's mind. So how can we have a marriage? Therefore, you meet them and have a marriage, a Gandharva marriage. Hmm? And then later when Krishna comes, we can formalize it. There'll be a big festival um, and so on and so forth. So with the insistence of Krishna, with the insistence of Radha, with the blessings of Nandamarsh, finally, hmm, Balaram gets around to the Rasayatra. Um, and um, the Bhagavatam uh, employs four verses to describe that that uh, that, that Rasayatra. Bhagavatam Sarasri Thakur in his, uh, his commentary on Chaitanya Bhagavatam in one place, he says that some manuscripts have only two verses. So now we'll just compare that, if you will, to the five chapters and their long chapters that describe Krishna's Rasalila and the two chapters, two verses, maybe four, that describe uh, Balaram's uh, Rasayatra. And we can see the extent to which the Balaram, uh, uh, Balaram's romantic life has been emphasized in the, in the Bhagavatam. It's there. He has it. It's important. And we pay our Adandabhat pranams to all the gopis who are married to him. And um, but that's a different prakash. That's one that we, we, we know something about, but we don't enter into. Sometimes the Vaithar devotees say they'd like to become the gopi of Balaram. Well, good luck with that. Um, uh, first of all, uh, it's not according to Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasri Thakur, it is a Mariada relationship. It's not a Ragmarg relationship. The Ragmarg of Balaram is, 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 is with his, his friendship with Krishna. Mariada means, uh, it means like Vaidhi Marg. Um, uh, it's not Parakya. Hmm? Um, there's a Gandharva marriage, yes. Um, during the Rasiatra of, of Balaram, he meets with the gopis. Uh, there's problems. Uh, he asks. Uh, he 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 drink he drinks uh, some varuni. Um, he becomes intoxicated. He uh, gets in an argument with uh, with the jamuna, drags her with his plow. So there's a he's haldar here. Um, Aishvarya is present, which we don't find in Krishna's Rasalila. So it's quite 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 um, uh, different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but nonetheless, it's, it's there, it's Mariada, it's, it's a, it's a licensed relationship. Krishna's relationship is Parakya. He doesn't have any permission by, from anybody. Still, he's going. Balaram has the order of Krishna, the request of Radha, 
the, the blessing of, of Nanda Maharaj and so forth. Um, yes, it's a Gandharva marriage, that's true. But again, at the, at the um, suggestion even of Nanda Maharaj. So it's, it's very different. And even if you thought for some reason you could support the idea that it, it differed from Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthik Thakur, someone might, that it's a Ragmarg relationship, how will you follow it? Hmm? Which gopi of Balaram will you follow? What, where, where's the, any information about that? Practically speaking, we don't know the names of any of these gopis. Yes, it's true. Um, Kavi Karnapur has mentioned one um, and said she's prominent, but just there's no description of her or anything of the sort. So the ragmarg means that we have to follow someone in the, in the ragmarg who is an eternal associate of Krishna in that particular bhava. And um, uh, follow in their footsteps, so to speak. So that, that this is not well uh, thought out idea to become a gopi of Balaram, if you will. Balaram, from the Gaudi perspective, is the friend of Krishna who has a romantic life, so to speak, um, on the, on the side. And there are persons in other traditions who. Um, uh, see Balaram in, in, in a different light. The main group is on the other side of the Jamuna from Vrindavan. I forget the name of the group there, but um, they're not Gaudiya Vaishnavas, but they're, they're Vaishnavas. And they think that Balaram is more important than Krishna in all respects. And his marriage to Revati is important uh, and, and so forth. So this is not the, the Gaudiya perspective. This is not the lens through which the Godias are giving us a focus on this Leela, uh, not the window through which we will pass into to participate in um, in a Braj Leela, in Sakya Rasa or in Madhurya Rasa. So whichever is your uh, the tendency that you've been blessed with through Sadhu Sangha, Sakya or Madhurya, from what we said in t- today, something, you get some idea, but how Valaram will fit, fit, fit into that picture, how we will love Valaram as gopis love him, as Krishna's gopis love him, or as his friends love him and as Krishna loves him. So these are some few thoughts. I think we're just about out of time or over time. So I'll stop there and uh, we go a little further. We can entertain some questions if you like, or some comments. Valaram Rasyatriki. Jai. So, if anybody has a question, or Bhakti Vrinda Ki Jai. Yes. Yes, I can. Huh. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Well, uh, that was um, that uh, Prabhupada gave me sannyas in Vrindavan in 1975. So that was a couple of years, three, four years after I joined the mission. And um, it was in conjunction with the opening of the Krishna Balaram temple. And um, I had a group of devotees who, whose service I was overseeing 
and the service was distributing profits books and all of the money that we collected uh, was sent to uh, build the Krishna Balaram temple in the years, uh, year preceding that, that opening. So it was very much uh, something on our minds and it was something very important to Prabhupada, Krishna Balaram Monday, where Krishna Balaram take the center um, place on the altar. So it was a very um, significant uh, time in, in Prabhupada's Leela and in, in my uh, spiritual life. Um, when Krishna Balaram were installed on the altar, then I received uh, an, an enormous, uh, overwhelming uh, blessing from them. Um, and I was in a trance the whole, the whole month uh, there. Um, and uh, at uh, some point I felt compelled within to, that, that I had to increase my commitment to Prabhupada. Um, and although it's not necessarily the case, it was thought in the time that that, that would be accomplished by uh, taking sannyas. I was uh, not married at the time. I was married when I joined, but my wife did not remain in the mission. Um, so I became, I guess, a, a brahmacharya after that. And then uh, so I was living as a celibate student at that time. And so anyway, I, I asked Prabhupada that um, I was feeling compelled like this and and um, just just prior to that, a, a couple of weeks prior to that, in Mayapur, the GBC had met, and um, to go back further, a year prior to that, the GBC that had been in charge of uh, the area where I was serving had left the mission at a time when I had been sent to Australia from Los Angeles to serve, and then in my uh, part of my trajectory, trajectory, trajectory was to go from there to Mayapur for to the first festival. So Mayapur Vrindavan festival. At that time, Prabhupada told me, come and visit with me, stay with me in Vrindavan and Mayapur every year. The rest of the year, you go and preach. So that time I was like a preacher. I had no one overseeing, you know, my service uh, other than Prabhupada. <laughs> Prabhupada had given me the instruction. So I wasn't under anybody, so to speak, formally. I didn't really kind of think of it like that. Um, and what the GBC was, it didn't really register that much with me. So I was independently organizing and distributing books and so forth. And, and then 1975 came around and the GBC would meet every year for three days at that time. And then they would report to Prabhupada what, uh, you know, what resolutions they had made. And he would say, yay or nay. And so uh, while they had their meeting, they called me to see me. And um, so I came before the commission and, uh, and they said uh, that, uh, you know, you're traveling, you're preaching, you're organizing, but you don't, uh, who is your GBC? Who amongst us are you working under as, as all the devotees are supposed to? Not, it hadn't even dawned them, they hadn't thought about it really. And I, but I, I wasn't dumb, so uh, I could see what they wanted. They wanted they they were competing. They had been arguing, as it turned out, amongst themselves who I who who I should be under, which would mean a lot of money coming into that zone, <laughs> I, I think. So, 
at any rate, um, I replied to them. I said, well, Karanda was my GBC, but he left. He blooped. So then their faces all reddened, if you will. Um, they were embarrassed by that. They knew that, but you know, that kind of reply where they weren't expecting. So they said, well, anyway, yeah, you have to have some GBC, so who would you choose and so forth? So they gave me opportunity to, to, to think about it. And then uh, they went to Prabhupada and then of course they gave the resolutions and um, they came to my name and they said, and then Tripararidas and Prabhupada spoke up just as they mentioned of my name and his eyes got very big and they, three of them told me this afterwards, Rupanuga, Satsarup, and um, I think um, Jagadish, they came to me and said, we reported to Prabhupada, this is what he said. We said, and Tripararidas and Prabhupada said, what has he done? And they said, oh, Prabhupada, he doesn't have a GBC. And Prabhupada said, he does not need a GBC. He is doing what, what, what he's doing you out of a job. Good management means you manage your way out of having to manage because you've inspired everyone to do what's necessary by your example, rather than by law and, uh, Proper chuckle. He said, "Well, you, you're frozen. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah." So Proper chuckled, and he said, "Well, you have to. What, what will the GBC say?" <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, because because why? Because one of the um, uh, resolutions that they had passed is no one can take sannyas. Without being recommended by the GBC and waiting for one year, and that was not a bad resolution, but because people had some person had probably given sannyas to, and they didn't live up to the ideal, and and that was not a good example. So Prabhupada said, "Well, what will the GBC say?" And so they had passed this resolution. So I talked to a couple of them, and um, then went to see Prabhupada. Prabhupada said, "Yes, I said you would take tomorrow." Then, so. Um, he kind of dismissed that uh, resolution with regard to me. And the next day, I, I took sannyas. Um, and um, and I guess, yes, it was uh, on this uh, occasion. I was, uh, I think, 20, 26 years old. I'm 72 now. Quite some time ago. Thank you for reminding me of it. It was a very momentous um, occasion in my life. Prabhupada gave me sannyas. He said, uh, I used to go on the morning walks. It was supposed to be only sannyasis and GBC, but I used to go anyway. And Prabhupada always um, encouraged me. Sometimes he would ask me what, what, what the people were saying because I was always out talking to the public and preaching. And I would give an argument that I had heard. And Prabhupada would respond and uh, give his logic and so forth. Um, but then I started to, you know, now I was a sannyasi, so now it was, I'd get some flack, some some like cold stares from GBC members and sannyasis, what are you doing here? And I would kind of ignore them. I said, this is my guru, I'm going, he's going on a walk, <laughs> I'm here. So I was a little bold like that, I guess. Um, but um, um Prabhupada, uh, on the first walk, 
that I went as a sannyasi, somebody said, uh, Triparari said this in Prabhupada, it is Triparari Maharaj. It must always be called like that, <laughs> which is kind of humorous because I was kind of um, humorous to Prabhupada. I think he was kind of chuckled at the, the idea of um, at me in, in, in general. Um, I was amusing uh, to him. Um, in some ways, so anyway, it was yeah, it was a it was a important uh, moment at the t- that time. I was I had been sick for a few weeks. I got very sick in Mayapur uh, with uh, dysentery, and I I think I weighed about 110 pounds, so I was very much underweight uh, and emaciated at the time, weak. But I came all the programs and uh, and um, never missed a never missed a beat, if you will. Um, and after taking sannyasa, I, I I got better and um, got my health back and so forth. And I, anyway, I'm out here doing my thing, <laughs> preaching ever ever since. So a few words about that. Thank you for reminding me. Krishna Balaram Kijai. What else? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay. If you have a question, unmute yourself. Okay, well, good. I silenced everybody. <laughs> uh, there's no questions and everyone must agree. So we leave it at that. It's very much to be, meet with you on this day. Uh, it's an auspicious occasion. And um, I hope I've shared some insight into a very important uh, issue for uh, all Gaudiya Vaishnavas. Shibal Dev Ki Jai, Balai Drasyatra Ki Jai, Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai. Thank you for that very beautiful class and sharing some of that your sannyas too. That was very enlightening. Okay. Thank you. And everybody, um, I posted a link to um, an interview coming up this weekend, um, next weekend, on the late morning show. It's um. It's going to be an interview with Nam Ross, and um, he has quite a, a large viewership. And we're hoping all of, all of you will be able to join us. Um, it's going to be on Facebook and YouTube. So there are links. You have to go to www.latemorning.show, and there you'll be able to find links and We'll give him a lot of support by being being there on with him. Okay, well, great to see everybody. Um, enjoy the rest of your day, auspicious day, and um, see you soon. Adibo. Bye.